0: Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas, they added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon, or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.
1: Before we get started with today's episode, I want to take a second to talk to y'all about Anchor. If you're anything like me, you've kind of recently fallen into the world of podcasting, both on the listening and creating side. I recently found a bunch of podcasts that I love and decided it was about time that I make one of my own because I love talking to people and I love sharing creative ideas, and this was just the perfect way to do that, but I had no idea how to do it because, of course, I've never done it before, but some of the podcasts I listened to mentioned anchor and i decided to check it out and it is the best decision i have ever made anchor is a free podcasting service that allows you to record distribute and pick the cover art and music for your own podcast i mean what else can you ask for it makes the whole process so simple especially for those of us who are just starting out and really have no idea what we're doing and in order to distribute your podcast it takes little to no work from you at all it Anchor will distribute your podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, the whole nine yards, and you can just watch yourself grow and change, and it's a great way to develop that learning experience. So if anyone is interested in making a podcast anytime soon or ever, really, go to anchor.fm to check it out. Now on with the episode. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to The Caffeinated Artist. I'm Sabrina, and on this podcast, we talk about art, life, creativity, we vent, talk about our caffeine addictions, all of the above. And I've really missed you guys. I haven't really gotten a chance to sit down and talk to you alone lately because the last two episodes I did were, as you know, with Reed and my roommate Madison. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Madison. She and I had a ton of fun recording. And it was maybe two hours, and we had hung out for maybe two or three hours before we started recording, too. So it was just, we were very slap-happy by the end. So I hope you had fun, because we had a lot of fun. And without further ado, I'm going to explain to you guys where I've kind of been over the last month, because I did not post the episode until the end of November, and it was recorded at the beginning and it is now in the middle of December, so I'm sure you're all wondering what the hell happened to me. And in addition to that, we are going to be talking about Taylor Swift's new album, Evermore, because I love Taylor Swift. And I figured that it's about time to expand the horizons of this podcast, which I will further explain in just a moment. Before I do, though, why don't you grab your coffee, your tea, whatever snack you want, and let's just get started. So once again, hey everybody, Sabrina here. I hope you are having a pleasant December 12th, is it, today? I certainly am. I know that I really haven't sat down and talked to you guys in a while. I've been very busy with finals and everything. Last week's episode was recorded with my former roommate and current best friend, Madison Sears, and we recorded that episode... Right after the 2020 election was called, so it was probably somewhere towards the beginning to the second week of November, and obviously it took me three weeks to edit and upload. I had a lot of issues with Adobe Audition because I accidentally deleted my audio and then got it back, and then it took over an hour to edit, and I had finals coming up, so I just kind of postponed it until I had some time to really sit down and cut it all down because... I knew you guys wouldn't want to be listening to, um, you know, two and a half hours of footage, nearly. It was probably two hours and ten minutes closer to, but you know what I mean. You get my drift. Anyways, (laughs) yeah, this week has been really, really difficult. Not this week. No, this month has been really, really difficult, honestly, because... Finals are a lot, and I'm sure for those of you who are either in college or nearing the end of your high school career or you've just finished college, know what I'm talking about. You know that finals are hard, and you know how little sleep happens when those things are coming up. So I was not doing too hot over those last few weeks, which is why I didn't really pop in to hang with you guys, and I also went home for Thanksgiving. I did fly from Arizona to Illinois, so that's where I am right now, and I will be here until the end of the month, so I am being safe in terms of, you know, pandemic procedures and all of that, so I'm not doing anything risky, I'm not a hypocrite, I promise, wear a mask, social distance, yada, 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 you know what I mean, and, you know, it's been nice to be home, I'm in my childhood bedroom, I'm with my family, who I love very much, and, It's been good. It's been a nice, relaxing reminder that I don't need to be on the go all the time. And it's given me a lot of time to kind of understand where I want this podcast to go. And I think I'm having the most fun when I'm just sitting down and talking to you guys about books and movies because that's really the topics I have the most to say about and then somehow tying that into creativity because those are the things that inspired me. I don't know if I can sit here every week and give you guys tips on how to be creative or like tips on how to incorporate certain issues into your writing at least not without a co-host so I'm looking into having one of my friends come on with me probably going to be Madison because she and I have at least four or five more episodes planned in which we record together so look out for those next month because I'm sure she will be back we may even do one or two over Skype I don't know I gotta talk to her about it but yeah, so unless I really have someone with me to bounce off of, I don't know if I can feasibly provide you with advice every single podcast, but I think it just might be helpful to talk about current books and movies and music, and that's kind of the direction I want to pivot this in, because that's always the stuff that I have the most fun listening to, and I assume that there are many other people that um, feel the same way, and you're still going to hear me talk about my life, and I'm sure there's still going to be some stuff in here you're going to be able to identify with but yeah we're going to kind of pivot directions from here on out because I just feel that that's more fun and I still do want to do highs and lows and stuff with you guys because I think it might be helpful just to know that despite you not being able to see me or actually speak to me I am a real person who has a life and goes through hardships and um good things and, you know, I'm not sitting here and being like, I know everything about creativity. I'm doing great all the time. It's helpful for you guys to kind of know where I am in regards to that. So, with that, in regards to my low, it's kind of an all-inclusive encapsulating low. I had to apply for what's called a professional program through my university at the start of September because it's a requirement to graduate basically it's like having a nine to five job two to three days a week and you don't get paid for it but it's for credit and it builds your portfolio no matter what facet of you know journalism or public relations or social media that you're going into it does help so I had a few revelations and at the beginning of the year I was very much so focused on getting into reporting because of everything that was going on with uh George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, as well as the things that are still very much going on right now, and I do still want to report on those issues, so in September, I applied to be a part of Cronkite News, and Cronkite News is a segment of Arizona PBS, it's a little branch that branches out and, you know, does reporting through the university and things like that, and they also have branches in Los Angeles and DC, so I applied to the LA branch because, personally... I report on Phoenix for my other job, and I wanted a little variation, and I love LA. You guys know that I went to LA for my 21st birthday, fell in love, and that's where I want to be until the day I die, basically right now, but eh, not really. Okay, we'll talk about that in another episode in which I kind of detail what I want to do with my life, because I've also had some other revelations, so it's LA and a few other places, but anyway, I love LA. I would love to be there, so that's where I applied. In a non-pandemic year, I would have had the opportunity to move to L.A. for this opportunity. And, um, I did still have that opportunity. But, due to the pandemic, that did not happen. We do still have the opportunity to go out there, but I talked to my supervisor and she said three out of the 15 of us are going. And California is on lockdown right now. So, it's just not worth it to make that transition. I'm also kind of upset. Because I am doing a study abroad film program. Well, it's not really a study abroad. It's more so, you know, go to California and learn about film and film marketing and stuff like that, which is still cool because it's not in Arizona and it's supposed to happen the week before Christmas. I was supposed to go to Santa Monica, ironically, the same place where Cronkite News is stationed. And I was supposed to go there for the week. And that is obviously not happening either because, you know, too many people in a room not socially distant, not safe. We can't do that, especially because it's a university-sanctioned program. So, that was kind of upsetting. But, you know, it is what it is. I really just wanted to get the lay of the land for Los Angeles and see if I really did want to move there because, obviously, this program, not the film one, but Cronkite News would have been four months in L.A., but A, that's expensive, and B, you know, COVID. So, I guess hopefully one day I'll get there when I get there hopefully for grad school maybe and see if that's what I like I don't know but there are other places I'm debating for grad school all of which I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to put those out into the open and have something not come of it so I don't know I'll announce what I decide to do when I decide to do it and when I decide what that is so that's that but um My high. What have I done? I mean, my high has definitely been coming home because I have two younger sisters who I adore. They're annoying little craps, but I love them. They're 14 years old and they're just the sweetest things. And I've missed them, so it's been really nice to hang out with them. And also my dog. I've missed my dog so much. And he's just the cutest little bean. He's so fat and he's just a gem. So... Yeah, that's where I've been, and I'm going back to Arizona the day before New Year's Eve because I kind of wanted a chill night with my best friend or my boyfriend or whoever to celebrate the 2021 year coming in because I've hated this year. I know everybody who is listening right now can agree with me that this year has been absolute crap, and I just don't see it getting any better in the remaining weeks that we have left. So, I'm just really excited for hopefully what is going to be a better year. The Pfizer vaccine just got approval in the United States to be distributed for emergency personnel. It's getting shipped out to the States today, I read in a New York Times article. And obviously, only healthcare professionals and some elderly patients can take the vaccine at this time. Hopefully, other people will get that vaccine soon because I really do want a graduation ceremony, so... Fingers crossed everything goes as well as it's been going in trials and all of that. So, yeah, things are hopefully going to start looking up. But on a happier note, I'm just going to get right into the meat of this podcast. I don't think you guys need to listen to me babble on for an hour today. For those of you that know me, you know that I've been a Taylor Swift fan since I was really little. And for those of you who don't know... I adore Taylor Swift. She's awesome. I kind of went through a phase of my life where I would hate on her because everybody else was and I'm sure a lot of us went through that phase because, you know, you can get bullied for liking Taylor Swift or you'd get the standard like, oh, she just dates boys to write songs about them. And yeah, I mean, you buy into that as a 12 to 13 year old. But as she's grown, I realize how much her music has taught me about life. And the fact that she dropped Evermore as another surprise album, in addition to Folklore, I I just, I'm shook. And there was a song on that album that I'm really, really connected to very deeply. It made me cry. And I just really wanted to sit down and talk about that today. If I'm going to make the formal transition into talking about books and movies I feel that this is a good place to start because this is the second time Queen has broken the internet during this pandemic, and I'm just really proud and really happy to be a part of this community. So, I'm going to start off by talking a little bit about folklore in each of those songs. So, I'm going to start off with The One, which is Taylor's first song on folklore, and For those of you who don't know about the storyline behind Folklore, she said that it is a mixture of both fantastical and real tales from her life and from other people's lives and et cetera, et cetera. Some of it is just stories she made up, and I think this one could go either way, but it's probably more so real, and it very much so, for me, represents nostalgia because she's clearly... Like, she's not grieving over a lover that she had in her 20s, but she's very much just saying, like, wouldn't it be nice if it was, like, if it was still us, Taylor's 30 now, she's 31, oh my god, that's wild, but, um, she's very clearly nostalgic over the fact that this other person has a family now, and that she's moved on with her life, and she's just saying how she wishes things could have been different but they're not different they're just the way they are and they worked out that way for a reason and I think that it's a song that provides a lot of closure for people like it provided some for me personally I mean I think we've all been in situations that oh I wish this would have worked out or like if I just did this thing differently then that's where like that's where I would be right now but obviously not everything can work out like that and I think that this is like a beautiful ode to that I actually think that this song is probably like because she said that Evermore is folklore's sister album. So I think that the one probably corresponds at least somewhat to Tis the Damn Season, but I'll get there when I get there. And then Cardigan is just insanely relatable, and it's really clear that Taylor said herself that she was trying to use folklore to tell stories, and I think that each song, in at least some way, is. Playing off the one before it, and I think Cardigan does that beautifully because Cardigan is a song about losing your first love and knowing that they're going to come back to you once the thrill of being alone expires. She even says it at some point in the song. It's like Peter losing Wendy, and I think, especially for a young girl or a young man, you know, but especially for a young girl, like I'm speaking from my point of view. you just, you know the feeling of being forgotten. You know the feeling of being someone else's second choice and then feeling as if someone else is putting back the pieces of your life together. You know that, or you at least you think you know, that that person is going to be there for you forever, at least in some respect, even after they leave you, because you're always going to have the feeling of being like that old cardigan and being someone's favorite when you weren't the previous person's favorite and I think that's beautiful it's honestly even as a writer I don't think I've come up with that good of an analogy in my life because I think that was just the perfect way to describe it and then in a way you're never going to lose that card again and it's always going to be a part of you but like there comes a point where you know that that person will always be there and I just thought that that was beautiful and I'm sorry I'm not going into depth about each song I'm just kind of trying to speed through each one so that I can really get to evermore so with that I'm going to move on to the Great American Dynasty. This song is actually one of my favorites on the album I think it's my second favorite to Mad Woman. if not it passes it up but I'm gonna go back into that I think once I get to Madwoman to talk about. But the story behind Great American Dynasty, or the last Great American Dynasty, is the proper title for the song, is actually a real backstory because Taylor did say she's writing about the people she knew, the people she wishes she hadn't known, or people that she's worked with or met, and it turns out that the Holiday House in Rhode Island that she talks about in the song is a mansion that she purchased in 2014 for 17 million dollars i'm reading this off of an article and i didn't know that i just thought it was a good song and a story she had come up with i have done my research on this song because i was really intrigued and it's actually a true story the entire song because rebecca that she the um character from the song for those of you who don't exactly know what i'm talking about married a rich man who was the heir to a large oil company and they had these lavish parties and he died and she continued to run the mansion and spent his money and she inherited it and apparently the people of the town were angry because, you know, she had taken this man's money and his legacy was just down the toilet because of her. But I think personally that this song in a way is just so joyous because... Yes, it was the end of a legacy for Rebecca and her husband, but I think the fact, the way that I look at this song, I think the fact that she came in and showed this man life and fun when she moved to Rhode Island and was just... Yes, he partied until, you know, he dropped, is essentially what the song is telling us, but in a way, it's just... The fact that she showed this man so much joy was just enough to get me happy. It's a song that puts me in a very good mood, and people are only saying that she's a mad woman, that she's just loud and insufferable, and saying that she ruined everything because they're selfish for that legacy, and they know that that's, like, the town's royal family, and as she says in the song, new money doesn't go so far, and... You know what? I think it's because those townspeople at the time were very not cognizant of a strong woman who was just able to have a little fun. And so I really liked the song because I think it shed some light on that. And then as time goes on, the woman becomes Taylor. And I think that that's just her becoming carefree and just really letting out of her shell. And I really, really enjoyed that. So, with that, I know I'm supposed to talk about Exile next, but as a standalone, I don't want to talk about the song. I kind of want to talk about it in conjunction with Evermore, and I mean that as the song, not the album, because Bonnie Bear also sings a duet with her on Evermore. And I kind of think that those two go together. So, I am going to continue by talking about my tears Ricochet. Also, what was that voice? Because I don't know. And I actually re-listened to My Tears Ricochet just before I started recording this. And I honestly, it's not one that I listen to frequently. And it's probably because it made me cry the first time I heard it. And I really forgot the beauty of it until now. And I realized just how much it goes in conjunction with Tolerate It. So I just want to give a brief preface of the fact that I admire the fact that Taylor is so candid about emotional abuse because that's clearly what is going on in this song and I kind of want to talk about it in conjunction with Tolerate It so I'm going to hold off on this one as well and I'm going to talk about Ball" next and I personally love Ball." It has very strong lover era vibes for me because it's just very much so did I say show? So reminiscent of the fact of showing the person that you love all the best parts of themselves and showing them all the best parts of yourself and just being whimsical and happy and in love and I just think it's beautiful because it's just, it's not often that we hear Taylor write happy songs. There are a few over the years where you're like wow this is genuinely happy and not reminiscing on something that hurt me and I'm thinking very heavily of the all too well bridge as I say that because the all too well bridge destroyed me and then we have like begin again at the end of the album which is kind of the closure of the red album and then there are a few others throughout the years like mine was a really reminiscent beautiful song of someone that you loved really deeply but this I think just shows us how much taylor has matured it reiterates it from the lover era that she's just very whimsical and happy and it's kind of really clear to me that this is about joe alwyn because i don't think as a fan who has seen her go through all of the things that she's gone to to get to this place of happiness and stability that she's in i think the fact that she's talking about spinning around and shining for this person that she's in love with it is very much just so about him because people that you love so deeply make you shine and I just think that this is an amazing tribute to him and I really wish I had more to say I'm not like going to critique the technical aspects of the album because I don't know that much about music to be like oh I didn't like the tone of this song but I'm just saying what I like about each song so if you want a more detailed analysis in which we we discern like what events these songs are about in taylor's life we can do that but i'm gonna save that for another episode this is just a very surface level review so with that i'm gonna move on to seven and i actually really loved this because it was very much so like taylor talking about when she was a child and talking about like the innocence that she felt when she was really young, probably the age of seven. I don't know if you guys saw the clips that went along with the song, like on Spotify, they do little video reels. Much of it was Taylor as a child. And I think there's cover where, cover, cover where? Cover art out there somewhere of her as a child for this song. And I love it. And I think the, there's like a reiterated theme of like, please picture me like this. And it's like, she's saying, please picture me doing all of these things and finding out all of these things about the world and being this innocent little child as opposed to the grown woman she is now that's gone through all of the trials that she's gone through and has come out the other side and she's completely lost that childlike part of herself and she's yearning for that so i think that this song really did a good job of taking us back to um like that time in her life and for those of you who don't know this taylor actually i think it was her parents old house that she bought and built a recording booth in it or she built a recording booth in her parents old house I think is what it is and that's where she's been writing and recording folklore and evermore so I think that it's really interesting that she chose this song to kind of tie into that because she must have been very nostalgic like writing these songs and singing them and obviously a song comes from that and If I'm incorrect on that information in any way, please feel free to call me out. I would double check right now, but, you know, I don't want to be on my phone during the podcast. So, yeah, if you have any updates on that info or I said something wrong, please just, you know, kindly kindly let me know. Now we're at August. And let me just tell you guys, August was just really (laughs) freaking not good. Well, not that the song wasn't good. I'm saying it wasn't good for my mental health. The song was beautiful. It's another one of my very favorites on the album because it again is just, you know, very reminiscent of a semi toxic relationship because it's basically her talking about someone who was never hers in the first place and just canceling her plans to go and be with this person or hoping and sitting by the phone waiting for them to call and wondering if they'd ever call and then just reminiscing on this time that she spent like in bed with this person or away on the beach and just thinking that the month that they spent together probably just the month of august i don't know if it was a full-on summer romance or if it was just for that month like a little fling and her thinking it was going to last into the year or forever or what but she clearly just thought that it was the most wonderful thing and we just wanted this person and I think again we've all been there we've all wanted someone who didn't want us back and waited for them to call and it just ended up being this toxic cycle and you were in so much pain over it and Even as a 30-year-old woman who has been in a stable relationship for nearly 5 years, I think she hits the nail on the head with how deep that cuts you because, heck, I'm in a stable relationship. I'm very happy in my relationship. And yet, (laughs) I felt pain by August. I feel personally victimized and I'm upset. So with that, in another way to make myself even more upset, I'm going to go into this is me trying. And this song, to me, is just about feeling depression and trying to cut through that depression when you feel like you're at your lowest. And I think it's just... I think she just wrote a song of albums meant to cut me when she wrote Folklore, because it's like she's trying to pull herself out and make herself softer and happier and make sure that people know she's not trying to isolate herself. And this goes with another song on... The Evermore album and... Oh God. I think it has to do with happiness because it's a nice, like, contrast. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a lot to say to This Is Me Trying because I tend to avoid it. So, I'm just going to... And illicit Affairs, like, also cuts you deep. Like, let's be honest. This album, again, is just meant to destroy you if you aren't already dead inside. And it's about you know, falling for someone, and it's just being a quick affair to them, and you not feeling like you mean much, and then losing them, which, again, something we've all been through. You can't always be with the people that you think are amazing, and they turn you into this complete mess, like, look at this godforsaken mess that you made me. I just can't explain to you how Much and how deeply I identify with that line because you get into this mess over just little flitters and glances and expect it to be this amazing thing. But in reality, this person is ashamed to be with you. And again, I think this song also ties in with Betty, so I can't wait to get there because I'm going in order. And I am... How many songs am I away from Betty? Oh... Oh, three, so we will be getting into that very, very soon, I'll have a little bit more to say once I get to Betty, but um, Invisible String is like being tied to someone, and I think it's beautiful because it's very light and airy, and it's just, it makes me happy despite, like, feeling like you're tethered to this person. It's just something that I listen to to calm myself down despite feeling very attacked by it so with that i think i'm gonna speed on over to my favorite um song that i know the most about because that would be mad woman which again like is a lyrical masterpiece because it's meant to be so soothing but it's just so dark in the sense that like this is a, like the scorned women energy women there she's not many people she is one person the scorned woman energy that She feels, in a lot of her earlier music, like, being cheated on or knowing there's somebody else, it's very reminiscent of, like, old Taylor while being completely mature about it and just being like, you know what, fuck you, like, I'm just going to do me and tear you down because you made me this way and you made me into the crazy person you're telling everybody that I am. And, I mean... I mean this is a thing that guys say is like oh the crazy like the crazy girlfriend the crazy ex-girlfriend when in reality 95 I'm going to say 95% of that time there is no such thing as the crazy girlfriend it's usually the man that um is making you crazy with all the manipulation and building you up only to tear you down and I think that that's what Taylor's trying to say but like very calmly being like you know what I'm gonna keep doing me and I'm gonna keep being this person and I'm going to destroy you and there's just something I love about that and you know what props to the queen because like it just comes out more and more in evermore which I'm going to talk about later as well so I'm gonna move on to epiphany now because I'm really wanting to get to this album review you guys so like the last couple of um songs that i'm going to talk about i'm going to talk about real quick because evermore is the album that i sat you down here to talk about so epiphany and epiphany is very clearly about what's going on in our country right now with covid obviously she's speaking from the doctor's perspective or a third party point of view on the doctor's perspective of watching patients die and sitting there and only having 20 minutes to sleep before you have to check on the next one and just praying and hoping that at some point you'll reach this epiphany to make sense of the things that you've seen in this horrible horrible situation which i'm sure so many doctors are feeling i'm actually going to do a whole episode on Grey's anatomy at some point soon because their whole new season is about covid19 and i really kind of want to tie that in maybe i'll like do a crossover episode we don't know anyway but i think that epiphany does a really good job of like almost acting like a hymn. i originally didn't like it because it just sounded like The music you sing at church at the beginning and I was like eh it's not that great but like listening to the lyrics you see that oh she's telling a story of like in a sense this is a prayer for something to come along to make us realize that this is happening for a reason when in reality it's not really happening for any reason at all it just sucks and it's probably going to continue to suck but you can hope anyway so I'm gonna get into Betty and also talk a little bit more about illicit affairs with that because i think these two songs tie together and here's why betty is very clearly from james's point of view for those of you that haven't listened to the song basically the entire song is about an affair that james had with somebody else who wasn't betty who is his girlfriend and it's basically james begging for forgiveness as a 17 year old and it ties very much so into illicit affairs because i think that it's honestly that illicit affairs is The perspective of the affair from the other girl in the situation or the other guy. But I think it's a girl just because of, you know, context
0: and the way. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon.
1: But, in terms of illicit affairs, this other person is saying that, like, she loves James, but, like, he doesn't love her because he's ashamed or he can't leave, or she can't leave any trace of her existence around in case, like, the girlfriend comes home and finds out and she yearns for this person to pay more attention to her, but it's going to die out anyways because eventually that person is just going to go back to the person that they're in love with, which is exactly what james is doing in betty and he's just saying like i will do anything and obviously all of the other songs on the album tie into betty because she makes references to cardigan and i think the one is from betty's point of view too because the one is like we were something don't you think so and like you have a family and if i had made different choices it could have been you but i think at the end betty lets james go And I think the entire album, in retrospect, is probably being told from Betty's point of view because obviously she makes references to Cardigan and, like, I don't know. I just think it ties in really nicely to the next track of the album, which is Peace. So I'm going to go into that now. I think, like, by extension, Peace is probably about the non-existing closure that betty needs because at the end of the day she would die for james or she would die for the person she's with or even if it's not betty speaking the person that's speaking would die for this person at the end of the day and i just think that peace is like saying i'm always going to go back to you even if i can't like or even if i shouldn't or even if it makes it look like i don't want to and then like with that i'm going to talk about hoax because (laughs) I think it's probably really fitting that that's the last and it's very clearly about someone cheating on the person who is singing this song and them loving them anyway and it's just heartbreaking because at that, the end of the day she still believes that this person loves her and she's only willing to be sad and broken over this person as opposed to everything else in her life and i think that like with that evermore is also like such a good redemption for this album especially by the closing tracks i think it really does a great job of providing closure and one of the songs at the end of the album is closure so i think that i'm gonna hop into that now because that's what we've all been waiting for we're about 36 minutes into this podcast and we've all been waiting for my evermore album breakdown if you're still here Or if you got bored of me talking about folklore, I don't know. Or if you disagree with me and you hate me, I'm sorry. But here we are and we're just going to hop right into Willow. Willow is just very calm and relaxing and talks about someone who life just kind of blows with the wind for. And how much she loves them and how much she feels like, you know, just calm and relaxed in their presence. And I absolutely loved it. It was a very... Nice change from the emotional trauma of evermore, oh wait, I'm sorry, no, this is evermore. <laughs> I mean it was a very nice change from the emotional trauma of folklore, although evermore does has have, have its own uh what's the word have its own like fistful I guess of <laughs> emotional trauma that I'm about to get to, but I think willow was just really um really exciting. For me to just kind of sit down and relax and be like oh I like this I can vibe with this and it doesn't hurt me on the inside unlike champagne problems which actually cut me open because obviously like the main character in the song I'm not even gonna refer to this person as Taylor because at this point I don't know what is Taylor and what is not and I just mm, um um I think that just talking about the alcohol problem and like how in love with this person she is is just poetically beautiful because like if you look at the rest of the album it goes from being like fuck you to this one person to wow without you I'm finding happiness to wow I miss you to murder your fucking husband with no body no crime which I'm gonna go off when we get to nobody no crime, which is kinda why I'm speeding through the first couple, because I really want to get to tolerate it. And nobody no crime. So with that being said, Gold Rush. Gold Rush is very much so about Joe. Again. So it's just because, like, I think Taylor views him as growing up very, like, sable and happy and beautiful and she's just so envious of this beauty that he exudes off of him in this like positive sunlight energy that she just feels like it's like a gold rush and i think just the title makes me think of joe's hair so yeah i think gold rush is about joe alwyn and i think it's gorgeous and it's another song that just makes me happy and excited and oh it's the like do you have songs to listen to in the shower (laughs) Because when I don't want sad songs in the shower, I listen to Gold Rush. That's, that's what the song has become to me. And then, okay, Tis the Damn Season. This is what I was waiting for because it obviously relates to, oh, I accidentally started playing Willow. Oopsies. Um, I think it relates super heavily to, I think it was My Tears Ricochet, I said, because My Tears Ricochet was about, like, a high school sweetheart, someone that you love, someone that you, like, find your home in, and just feeling really, like, safe and at peace with that person, as well as Cardigan, feeling, like, loved by this person, and that's the person that you go back to, which is, like, tis the damn season, she's very clearly staying with her parents for the holidays, and goes and finds solace in her ex-boyfriend's arms after this breakup, but like, doesn't want anything more than It's like, very much the saying, I'll be yours for the night, but nothing beyond that, and I think it's, like, something that everyone can relate to, like, you go through a breakup with someone that you really, really love, it's, like, Ross and Rachel from Friends, like, Ross sleeps with that copy, copy store chick, I was, like, I was gonna be, like, copywriter, and I was, like, she's not a copywriter, but Ross, he sleeps with the copy, copy store chick, and Rachel's, like, no. And then he's like, "Okay, well I'm yearning because Rachel and I were broken up or on a break, so of course I'm going to go sleep with this girl, which I don't think is right, Ross, screw you." However, like let's just say like it's normal for you to immediately go and be yearning for someone and then go and try to be with the first person that comes to mind, like for the person that's narrating or singing this song. It's the high school boyfriend. And I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. Not me, personally. Because, eh. Like, n- if you're from my hometown, no offense. But also, much offense. Like, everyone here sucks. So, no. And also, I'd, you know, take that back. Like, much offense. Because, meh. Just kidding. Not really. Anyway. I'm gonna move on now to Tolerate It. Because tolerated is the song that cut me the hell open oh it wasn't oh my god you guys okay I didn't write things down my tears ricochet is like very much so about relationship abuse not for tis the damn season but I think it could like correlate to that so yikes at me come for me in the comments I don't care Um, I'm just, I don't have the energy, and this review is going to be submitted unedited because it's super late. It was supposed to come out yesterday, and I got lazy, and then I decided to re-record. So, I'm gonna keep this unedited, so if I say wrong things, please just come for me. I don't know if you heard me snap, but, like, come for me. So, tolerated, I'm probably gonna go the most in-depth on besides No Body, No Crime, because it was my favorite song on the album and it's honestly the only one I will put on repeat like I've kind of been I mean I listened to the whole album a couple times but mostly I've been paying a lot of attention to Tolerate It just because it hit me so deeply and I think I applauded Taylor earlier in this podcast for talking about relationship abuse in My Tears Ricochet and you know illicit affairs and things like that and Tolerate It was very much so like you're sticking with this person that doesn't truly love you and just takes advantage of your love and support because it's always there for them and they know that you're never going to leave. And again, I think that's a re- that's like a relationship dynamic that so many people have been a part of. I know I have, like, I'm going to get personal for a moment, like for a hot sec, but in previous relationships, like... I always felt like I was the one giving more and like that giving didn't matter to the people I was with like whether it's friendships or relationships but I always felt like I wasn't giving or I wasn't getting as much as I was giving is what I mean and there's a line that hang on let me like find it real quick because I don't want to like completely misquote her I know the ending of it but I'm gonna just double check so I read it exactly correct because I don't want to butcher it because it's a work of art. Okay, it was lines in the bridge that I was missing that I knew I was gonna get wrong because obviously I haven't memorized the whole album yet, but so the line I'm specifically thinking of is, I made you my temple, my mural, my sky, now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life, and I think- I was on the phone with my boyfriend the other day and I was like, this line slapped me across the face and just gave me such an epiphany because that happens with so many people and so many relationships, like especially, especially in romantic relationships because like you're giving this person, whoever it may be, everything and you're expending yourself for them. You're listening to their problems. You're making sure they're okay, that they're happy, that they're getting all their needs met. But at the end of the day, they will not give you half of the consideration that you've given them. And at the end of the the day, you're not even a chapter in the story of their life. You're a brief paragraph, if that, because a lot of those times, especially with men, and I'm sorry, boys, I'm calling you out, especially with men, if you're not paying attention to your girlfriend, you're probably paying attention to some other gal a lot more. And we know about it. We always do. And... At the end of the day, you are going to be writing a chapter or ten chapters or a whole ass novel about some other girl, and this girl who gave you everything and made you into the better man who you were meant to be is just a footnote, if anything at all. So, that's my shtick. Taylor did compellingly and amazingly well at describing abusive relationships of every kind, and I just... Your love should always be celebrated and not tolerated. So for those of you who are out there who listened to that song or who are wanting to listen to that song to see what she's talking about, if you are in any sort of abusive relationship, whether it is a friendship, a family member thing, or thing, a family relationship or a romantic relationship, get out, get help because I'm sure it's not easy to deal with and you are really doing the best you can. Now, I really, 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 you guys, I am excited to talk about No Body, No Crime because, oh my goodness. Now, there were a lot of fan theories saying that Evermore was going to announce that Taylor is married and pregnant and having her first child, like, because we're all super excited for Baby Swift. Although, it won't be Baby Swift, it'll probably be Baby Swift Alwyn, but, like, also Baby Swift because wow, Minnie Taylor, excited. So, we all thought that was going to happen, but no, 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 Miss Taylor came out and was like, murder your husband, bitch. So, here we go. First of all, I wonder if the story is real. I really do. That it has very much before he cheats kind of vibes, or I know another one of Carrie Underwood's songs is Wedding Bells love wedding bells it has the same vibe to me as like again abusive relationship but this time it's the cheating husband who first offs his wife and then I assume the character that Taylor is representing offs the husband and at first I was a little like okay this reminds me of uh one Whole Day by Dixie D'Amelio, where she's like, I'm really, 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 really sad, but no, because it, the entire thing is just, I think he did it, but I just can't prove it. But I'm like, the fact that that chorus is so simple in comparison to the rest of the song, like the rest of the song does the storytelling, and then it's just the simple chorus, and I am the largest fan. And like, and if the story is true, I really want to know who it's about. So, no body, no crime is genius. I think the fact that right after the bridge, she goes, they think she did it, but they just can't prove it, and she repeats it, and then they go, she thinks I did it, but they just can't prove it, and like, you know she's done it because she says, I've cleaned, I've cleaned houses a hundred times and know how to cover up a scene, and I think what she did was go out on the boat that she talks about in the song and dump the husband's body, and I think that this song was so freaking cool and i love it and i just i fan i sing nobody no crime everywhere now these last 48 hours that song has been stuck in my head it is my jam and i will be listening to nobody no catch it being my number one song on spotify wrapped in 2021 oh my god it's 2021 you guys i'm graduating college soon oh god help anyways on to Happiness. I know, I thought that was going to be a lot more of a uh, rant and tangent about nobody, no crime, but like, wow. Wow. I'm lost for words. Anyway, happiness. Queen really said, let me validate those people that are going through some really heavy relationship shit. So a lot of the time when you break up with someone, you think they will never be happiness. Oops, sorry. That's my phone going off. Um, But a lot of the time, when you're going through things like this, you think there will never be happiness again. That this song does a really good job because the chorus is saying, like, there will be happiness after you, but there is happiness because of you, and both of these things can be true. Like, you can have a person make you happy, but just because that person leaves your happiness doesn't go away. And I think that you just this song really makes me realize that like there will be a person after you if, once you break up with this person but like if someone is hurting you it's important to leave that relationship and i think that she does a really good job of doing that because i think also this song may be about jake gyllenhaal if it is about her own life because as we know all too well cut so deep and we thought she would like never move on from jake gyllenhaal because All Too Well was rough. All Too Well is the song you scream cry to in the car. But I think that this is like reminiscing on that relationship. The one that she loved so much. And being like, I am hurt over the things that you've done. And the person after me is going to be beautiful. And you gave me happiness. But there is happiness after you and I found it. And I think that that is amazing. Like, just being able to put that to words is immaculate. So I'm going to move on to Dorothea now because... This podcast is running a little long and I know I said I did not want to make it an hour and I'm so sorry but like you're gonna listen to me babble anyways. Dorothea is very clearly someone talking to their high school lover and I think it's just so like lighthearted and sweet but it's like also this person doesn't need to be begging for dorothea to come back because they see her thriving and it's just very sweet and being like oh i remember these things and how beautiful it is and it's not yearning it's very much so light and airy and perfect and i love it i don't really have much to say about it it's just it's cheerful vibes shower music vibes i love it so we're just going to move on to coney island coney island is even more beautiful as a duet, than it would have been as a solo. And I think it's amazing that Taylor brought even more voices because obviously she had The Dixie Chicks on Soon It'll Get Better, and then, or Soon You'll Get Better, and then like Bonnie Bear on Folklore. And I think it's just gorgeous that she's going into all this. And I think it's very much so about a relationship of like, she's upset about the fact that this person left her and is in a lot of pain. However, this person is saying, like I left you for your own good because we were perfect but they didn't want to push her to the edge or push her over the edge and I think it does a really good job of showcasing both sides of a relationship because sometimes a lot of the time when breakups don't make sense you're wondering what is the reason but it's like sometimes it's not because a person doesn't love you it's because the person is doing it for your own good and you have to fight for that but also you have to know that "Hmm, maybe this would have been toxic for me maybe I should move on Like, and I think she does a really good job of reiterating that because this person left, there are a lot more choices for her out in the open now. And and just beautiful. So I'm going to move on to Ivy now because, again, I don't want to take up too much of your guys' Friday evenings. Or no, it's not Friday. It's Saturday. Saturday evening, Sunday morning. So love Coney Island. It wasn't my favorite on the album. I think that still goes to Tolerate It or Happiness. But, I'm gonna move on to Ivy. Ivy's got very much so, like, Romeo and Juliet vibes, like, the ivy growing across the castle that this person planted for themselves, and I think it's just so much pain, and, like, it's part two of Love Story, if you think about it, because, obviously, that's a Romeo and Juliet-esque song, but it's like, what would he do if he found us out? Like, and I think it is also, like, another affair, I think it might actually be a playoff of Betty. I'm like, I didn't put this together. There are people that, like, annotate the, their thoughts to these songs. And I really, really should do that the next time I do an album review. But I think just so much of it is, like, seeking solace in the person that you want as opposed to the person that you're in love with. And I think it's a beautiful song. But I think that, like, you're rooting for this couple... And you're rooting for this person to leave their toxic marriage or this marriage that isn't giving them the fulfillment that they need and move to this person who is helping them through their pain. And it's it's gorgeous. It's clearly a more fantastical story than most of the album, I'd, or at least from what I see. I feel like the first four or five songs on this album are very much so about Taylor's life and then it transitions into either experiences she's had with another person or like experiences of the people she knows and I think it's safe to say that Cowboy Like Me probably isn't about uh Taylor herself but I didn't really love it so I don't know Cowboy Like Me was just kind of anticlimactic for me and I know I may be getting some hate for that but like it was just I know the entire album has like slow vibes and, like, calming vibes. But it just wasn't there for me. Like, I kind of tuned out during this song. Because it's very much so, like, you're waiting for this person to call again. But it was just not... It didn't have the same effect as, like, you know, Tolerate It or Happiness or tis the Damn Season or Willow. It just did not have the same effect for me. And I just... I don't know I'm not a fan so I don't really want to go into this one so I'm sorry if you guys were like waiting for me to talk about Cowboy Like Me it was just kind of anticlimactic it felt like it was a bunch of reused lyrics for me or I feel like it was just a story that she may not have been as passionate about because I was just very underwhelmed by Cowboy Like Me so sorry but like that's how I feel now long story short I I absolutely love Long story short, I think it's probably my second favorite, if not my favorite, in terms of like, I loved Tolerate It because it struck a chord in me. But long story short, is like, for me, it was coming out on the other side of Tolerate It. And I think, I take back what I said. I think that this song is probably much, very much so about like Taylor's experience with Joe Alvin and like falling in love with him. And it could be, it could not be. I don't know. But I, like, relate to this song, too, really happily because it was, like, you are waiting for someone and you're, like, oh, wait, this is the wrong person, but here is this person that, like, I love and adore and it's, like, where has this person been? Wow, like, everything is so upbeat and happy because I found you, this new person that, like, loves me unconditionally, that I want to love unconditionally, like, blah, 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 like it was just it's upbeat and happy because she's come out on the other side of it and i felt that very personally because i too am in that situation like i feel that way very much so with um like my boyfriend like reed is like the complete flip side of like everything in my past and it's just something and someone i love very very much so yeah i'm a big big fan of long story short i'm so i would have so much more to say i spent way too much time on folklore you guys because i don't know how to talk just it's more so it's a lot more fun when madison's here for me to play off of i wish she was here and that we were doing this together so i'm just gonna move on to marjorie because i'm a little sad this was also another one of my favorites because like it's either much it's either very much so about um someone who has died that you're missing or someone who you feel like is dead like metaphorically and i just love the repetition of like what died didn't say what ah okay sorry guys but i love the repetition of like what died didn't stay dead and you're still in my head because it's like in the relationship context even if like the relationship died out and you're finished with it like it's still in your head the memories still live in your head and the same thing with someone who has died it's like you've let that person go and you're trying to be at peace with it but you're not because every turn you take and like (laughs) every turn you take every move you make like they're watching no I'm kidding they're not watching you that would be creepy but also they may be watching over you so anyway we'll save the existential discussion for another time but like it's very much reminiscent of someone that you're missing and I think it's beautiful because it's not like what I expected I expected it to be kind of like, Dorothea in the sense of, like, oh, this is light and happy, or, like, oh, I'm missing this person, or, like, Betty, but, yeah, (laughs) so, love Marjorie, so I'm gonna go to closure, which is also not what I thought it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be a lot like exile, but it's, like, wrapping up, like, oh, I lost this person, and now I'm better without you, and it's, like, this person has sent her a letter, and it's, like, she's just done with it, like, This person destroyed her and like she's done with it and she doesn't need the closure of like this letter and like she's made her own closure and I absolutely love that because there are so many people that walk into your life and try to give you closure but you don't need that closure because there comes a point where you're like screw you I'm done and then it's just the letters and the continuous speaking is pointless. So I really loved closure. It's it really just showed the evolution of Taylor as a whole because it's like there are probably people that come back into her life every day and try to explain themselves when in reality she doesn't need that. She just needs, you know, to be done. And I think with that I'm going to go in To Evermore, which ties in really heavily to Exile because you know, she do edit it with Bonnie Bear both times for both Exile and for um Evermore and I think that with exile it's very much so watching the person you love fall in love with someone else and being like i know how this ends and i don't freaking like it oop my phone is going off so i'm sorry but i feel like i'm about to get yep spam texted woohoo um but i think evermore is just like healing from the pain that exile brought them originally and they're just moving on and they know that like as they're going through the motions at this cabin in the woods like they know that eventually this pain will subside and they'll find closure for themselves and i think i was very surprised when closure wasn't the last song of the album but after listening to evermore i understood why because it's like after hearing exile you're like oh shit like how will this person ever go on And it's like, Evermore was the perfect way to be like, I have your closure and now I am moving on because I know I won't be like this forever. And she just did a beautiful job with, like, emphasizing healing in this album as opposed to, like, the fantastical stories of breakups or, like, sadness of first love. And I think she just really emphasized healing and a lot of personal revelations. And I'm just so, so happy because that's what I have been really working on lately is my own healing and making sure that, like, I'm good, that I can move forward with my life and not feel burdened. And I don't know, this album just makes me really happy, so yeah. I hope that you guys enjoyed my analysis. I'm sorry it wasn't as long as I'd hoped because I really went in depth on folklore. But um maybe I'll do like a little I'll throw I'll probably throw in T Swift references here and there now that I've like opened that door. But yeah, let me know um what you guys want to talk about next. If no one has any ideas, though, I d- I'm going to try and record a few episodes this week because my Adobe Audition is still working kind of funny because I have access through school and it's not, like, computing that I have access through school, so he said I needed to start a trial and I did that temporarily, so I'm going to try and record as much as I can so that I don't have to record through Anchor because as much as I enjoy Anchor, like, It allows you to record in five-minute time segments, and I'm just not used to using it for the recording feature, just more so for the uploading, so I may have to switch over to that, and if I do, that's cool because, like, Anchor provides, like, really useful tools for you, but until then, you know, I'm gonna try and record as much as I can before this trial runs out, so next week, I'm gonna release, like, where I'm thinking of moving because... I'm trying to debate, like, where I want my creative spark to take me in the next, like, few months to years. Like, I'm debating between LA, like, New York, back home here in Illinois because, you know, Chicago is really vibrant. I don't know what I want to do. So, I'm thinking about maybe doing a whole, like, episode just updating you guys on what's going on in my head. It'll probably be shorter. But then, towards the end of the week to maybe, like, beginning of, like, next week, like, the 23rd. I'm gonna do a whole like thing on Christmas movies, my favorite Christmas movies, why I love them, if they ever inspire me to be creative, like how do you stay creative in the holiday spirit, like etc. And then like New Year's re- resolutions and like stuff like that. And then like there may or may not be a controversial topic thrown in there, which I don't know if everyone's going to be happy with me about, but I still want to, um, talk about it so I'll get there when I get there. But for now, remember to follow the podcast on Instagram at the Caffeinated Artist Pod and follow me at Sabrina Canown. That's S A B R I N A K E N O U N. And then follow me on Twitter as well at the Sabrina K E N O. So with that said, I hope you guys have a pleasant Saturday evening and a even better Sunday morning if that's when you happen to pick this up. I love you, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.
0: Configuring the Bluetooth. Deciding who controls the music. Avoiding potholes. Remembering where you parked. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owner's insurance, getting the right coverage for your vehicle doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who live in your community and answer when you call so you can get back to more important things like remembering if you're on the third or fourth level of the parking garage. That's simple human sense. Ask your independent agent if Auto Owners makes sense for you.
2: Hey guys, I'm Sarafina, and thanks for listening to SGP Radio. Stream our podcast and more across SGP Radio platforms, including the Brandon Gerald Productions app for iOS and Android, or you can visit www.bgpllcapp.com. Stream, download, listen, like. Share, subscribe, repost, binge, and enjoy this podcast and so much others like Not Your Token Black Girl, Working Gals Guide, Black Girl Storytime, Juice Pro Wrestling, Black Guy Wrestling, and Podcasts About Nothing. We have so much more on our stations. Tell it for her. Noir, and wrestling fans, including SGP Radio Originals and our vlogs. Enjoy!
0: As a small business owner, you're redefining business as usual. From rethinking the way you work to reassessing your bandwidth, you're changing the way you do business. And at Cox Business, so are we. With flexible internet packages to get you back to business. Rethink. Reconnect. Reimagine. Get 50 megs of internet for only $70 per month for six months. No annual contract required. Ends twelve thirty one twenty. 20 Restrictions apply. Visit coxbusiness.com for details. All services subject to Cox Business general terms.